This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver. Since the pandemic started, downtown Denver's been struggling. But there is one bright spot that could start luring more people back soon. Lunch. Westward's food editor Molly Martin took us to a new European-inspired cafe from the owners of Olive and Finch. And she's back to tell us about this wave of great new locally owned lunch spots opening downtown. Today is Thursday, July 6th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Molly Martin, welcome back to CityCast Denver. Thank you. And of course, newsletter editor Peyton Garcia is here because uh, I know this girl will not turn down lunch. Nope, never. So we're talking lunch. Uh, We're talking lunch downtown, specifically where to eat lunch downtown. And this episode came about because, Molly, I was grumbling. I was like, oh, I'm going downtown and the market has been closed for three years. (laughs) And I can't get my, um, what did I, I always get Jordan handful of Jordan almonds, uh, some, <laughs> some some pasta salad, and a slice of spring fling. And you said, but wait. But wait. <laughs> there are other places that are good. So what is the what does the downtown lunch scene look like to you right now, Molly? I mean, I think it's in a in a time of transition yes. and in a good way. Okay. Um, I think there's been a bit of clearing out of some chains and some spaces have opened up. And I think we're seeing local owners and operators decide to give the 16th Street Mall a chance. Can I ask why that's why do you think yeah. that's happening? Only because the 16th Street Mall has gotten some pretty bad PR the last couple it of years. It has. But I think I think like a lot of us, we we want that part of downtown to be better, right? Yes. Like we want people, tourists are going there as much as we talk about how terrible it can be. Um, people go there when they come here to visit. Um, it runs right through the center of town. It's it's not an easy area to ignore, right? Um, and I think the, the owners I've talked to that have opened down there say, I, I want to be a part of that positive change. You know, somebody's got to start doing it. We can't just wish it would be better we have to start really making moves to make it better. I love that. Those are the risk takers mm-hmm. that we need. <laughs> Dana, I know. I feel like you've always been a fan of the 16th Street yeah, Mall never, anyway. Yeah, I've never hated 16th Street Mall. <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time there when I was really young. Uh, my mom, for a hot minute, worked for uh, T-Mobile on 16th Street Mall. So right. I would just go and she would let me run around while she worked. So I've never hated it. That said, it has deteriorated a lot in the last couple of years. And right now it is virtually non-existent. Um, But like, if you would have asked me 10 years ago where to eat downtown, I would have said 16th Street Mall, just pick something there. But now I don't know where to go. And now that we're in our new offices, Brie, right right here off of 16th Street Mall, we were kind of like, well, what do we do for lunch now? Where do we go? Molly, you mentioned that a lot of 
chains have left. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like Chili's. Yes. Starbucks. McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that's like a mainstay that's an old school thing that still exists? Do you feel that you go to? I mean, that I go to? I mean, there's the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> down here. <laughs> I know I was thinking like Paramount Cafe was my spot, Paramount but Cafe it's gone. Was, right. Like I think when Marlo's. I first moved here, I went to the Paramount Cafe and felt very fancy like oh i'm in a cool downtown it was restaurant. a cool it was almost like a diner bar yeah. it had that old there was like bayou bobs was around the corner yeah it just had a different vibe and i i i want to get to where we ate today because i feel like it encapsulates this thing that i was missing when right. i said where's the market and maybe that's where we start is we had lunch at Little Finch, which is 16th and Blake. 16th and Blake used to be a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it opened just earlier this year. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But these are February. from the folks that did Olive and Finch as yep. well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about Little Finch. What what do we get when we walk in there? I I love it because it's quick, right? They're not actually cooking anything sure. back there. They have a commissary kitchen where they're preparing things. And so it's sandwiches. It's little quiches it's um salads and it's very it's it's quick which on lunch right you're wa- walking out from the office you're on a time crunch so i like that you can pop in and get something that is healthy that is fresh but is not going to take you really any time to acquire and then you have this rad little patio you can sit on there's great seating inside too you can get a coffee you can get a treat like an italian cream soda you can grab a goodie from the baked goods case to eat later. Like it just kind of touches on all those little things. You could have a cocktail if you're having that kind of day. Like, yeah, it offers a little bit for everyone, but with that still like very fast. The quickness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It still looks exactly like the Starbucks, <laughs> but better. <laughs> I was going to say, better. it's really, it's nice in there. I think I could see. What no, you- like they upped it and like added a bunch of decor. Um, no, I agree with all of that stuff. I mean, their coffee menu was so expansive. So walk down there, get so a coffee. So many kinds of drinks. They have stuff for brunch. They have just some pastries. But yeah, then they had a whole like, was your sandwich warm, Molly? It was warm. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they have like a whole warm sandwich section. Mm-hmm. And then um, a pretty robust mocktail menu. And you said they're open late too, right? Yes, so you, they are they're not late. just a breakfast. You can do happy place. hour, you can do a pre or, you know, after dinner drink there. Um yeah. Oh, that's it's great. A, it's an all day cafe. I do <laughs> love that. That's a great way to put it. All day cafe because again, as a person that's a non-drinker but likes to go out, mm-hmm. I like to have a place where there's going to be options that's like not a bar. Yeah. <laughs> but this place has yeah, drinks. Yeah, that's right. a good point. But you can also get like, they have like marinated olives on yeah. the menu. Or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You can grab these really decadent desserts. That to me was like the linchpin. I was like, okay, this is really <laughs> filling that hole in my heart for the market. It's not the market, but it right. offers the same kind of variety. Yeah. Right? Which is when I saw your tweet, I was like, okay, little snackies, yes. a little sweet treat, a light lunch. It hits the things, but in a different way. But yeah, but it has all the different kinds of options, and I loved that. Um, Peyton, what did you get? So I got so I got an Italian cream soda with vanilla cream. It was delicious, super good. Um, I also got a chai tea latte. Oh, I learned today that it's just a chai latte. Yes, you chai don't latte. say tea because chai means tea. Yeah, <laughs> mind blown. So I had a chai latte uh, and. Um, uh, the Lorraine quiche, which had bacon, smoked ham, Gruyere, I think, and caramelized onions. It was so good. A very delicious quiche. Yeah. And they're like 
tall. Yeah, they're like, kind of. yeah, and they're like in a little, like, um, like a little. Bread it's not crust. a mini pie. No. no, it's like a. It is like almost like a baguette outside. It's like a yeah. hearty meat pie yeah. made it's of eggs. So yep. good. No, it was really great. Um, I was very happy with what I had. But before we go further, Brie, do you want to talk about what you had? Oh, yeah. I had something similar because I also had the quiche Lorraine, but I also had a kale and carrot salad that was really good. And I like that, again, touches on what you're saying, Molly, the healthy option. Like there's some healthier things, but it's quick because we all know, again, what used to be in there, a Starbucks. If you go to eat at Starbucks, it's like pretty sad. Right? I don't eat at Starbucks. I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it. I'm a Starbucks drinker. I would not recommend the food. This was like quick and easy, but it's fresh. So they make it. It's just ready to go that day. Right. Exactly. Molly, what did you get? I got the spicy chicken sandwich, which I hadn't had before. It did come out warm. The bread was because they serve baguettes with like the salad and the soup. Um, it wasn't on their baguette bread. It was kind of a softer roll, which I liked. Yeah, I was happy last time I went. I got the kale and carrot salad, which was just like an ideal light middle of the day snack. Um, and I love that it comes with the warm baguette on the side. Oh, um, so, so, yeah, good. all winners for me yeah. over there so far. I mean, unlike most of the lunches that Brie and I order, I don't feel like I need a two hour nap. Right. <laughs> um, so that's nice. I also want to shout out their ordering system, um, which was yeah. really nice because you could sit down and they just had the QR code on the table and then you order online and then someone will bring out your food mm -hmm. i mean you can still go up to the counter and also i would say interaction we went up to the counter to get desserts later and they were so nice yeah they were super yeah. friendly yeah super cool and well the italian cream sodas obviously we all got one i got the prickly pear so they have a bunch of flavors which is just they're so fun like i love an italian cream soda it's again it's a throwback the it's market i used to get italian <laughs> cream sodas at the market so when i saw that i was like oh, yes but yeah like i had a blueberry ginger they had a vanilla lavender they had a blood orange i mean there's a rare it's a rare thing to find again non-alcoholic beverages that are there's variety beyond coffee, right? Or be variety beyond just Coke and Pepsi or whatever. Yep. But they had the Italian sodas. They had, I don't know, 10 different kinds Fresh of- Fresh pressed juices. Yeah, mm -hmm. like so many like different things. A zillion things. coffees. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade. Hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. This episode is brought to you by the Denver Botanic Gardens. It's time for the 75th annual spring plant sale at the Denver Botanic Gardens. Mark your calendars for Friday and Saturday, May 10th and 11th. Admission is free, but you must register in advance at botanicgardens.org. Registering my husband, Greg, right now for the plants I want him to pick out and plant in our yard for me. <laughs> 
Shop from 15 different plant divisions, including annuals, houseplants, herbs and veggies, and specialties like aquatics, container garden in a bag, and plants grown right at the gardens. The garden's horticulture staff will be on site to answer any and all plant questions you may have. This sale emphasizes water smart and native plants that are perfect for our semi-arid climate. They'll be great for a beautiful landscape that doesn't require a bunch of water. For more details, registration information, and a catalog of available plants, go to botanicgardens.org. That's botanicgardens.org. So do you think, Bree, that that is somewhere you would take somebody for like a bit like that? I, I don't know. For some reason, when I think like business lunch, I think fancier. But would you take somebody to that? Absolutely, I would. Because it's like good food. You're still getting good food. It's like... It's fast casual in the sense of how it is, how it functions, how the restaurant actually functions. But I would say the quality of the food, I would have taken somebody to the market. Mm. So it feels the same yeah. way as like, it kind of is going to impress somebody with how good it is for how quick it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I hear what you're saying though, like that old old school idea. Yeah, like that sitting down. Business lunch. Like, We're trying to schmooze. And I, what I would do, deal. like we have so many... Um, local restaurateurs that have opened things in hotels downtown Mm. in recent years. And because they're in hotels, they are all day operations. I think a place like an Apple Blossom would be a rad place to to go for like that more upscale business lunch. That's Paul Riley of Caperta and used to have Mm -hmm. Beast and Bottle, um, his place. Any other ideas for sort of the fast casual or the quick? Yeah, so there's a few that I wanted to call out. Two, actually, they're, they're all relatively close to Little Finch, where we just were, um, but very close to Little Finch, just a block away, is Sophia's, which is Roman pizza place that also just opened a couple months ago. Um, and it's great because you walk in, and and if you're not familiar with Roman-style pizza, it's it's rectangular, square, like square cut, and they're just out already. So you walk through a line, they're sitting there, and you say, I want a slice of that, I want a slice of that. It's as fast as you could possibly get. Um, so, and they have a great deal where it's like two slices and a salad. Um, and their salads, again, they have a few to choose from. They're big and fresh. Um, so that's a great place with great vibes. They also do an awesome deal on Negronis if you're going for a late lunch or a happy hour situation. I heard they do gelato too. They Is do. They wow. have soft serve ice cream <gasps> in two different flavors. They have an olive oil, and I forgot what the other one was because I was so excited about the olive oil. I know, oil I was one, like, olive oil ice cream. You get cream? like the cutest little. It's, I think, two or three bucks, and it's just like a little cup of soft serve, but it's like the perfect little dessert at the oh, end of a meal. Oh, we're going to get that next week. Yeah. Okay. I know. We're set up for lunch for like yeah. ever now. Well, that was partially, selfishly, when I <laughs> wanted to have this conversation with you, Molly, because we need to get out of the office. So well, I will help you. So Sophia's is <laughs> Sophia's good. Sophia's is what good. Else? And then... Um, Zomama, if you're familiar, that has a location by Union Station. Edwin Zo owns that place. He opened um, Dragonfly Noodle, oh. um, which is on 16th and Market. Oh, really close. Okay. Yeah, very close also. And it's um, ramen forward, but it's one of the only one of only two places in town, I believe, that makes its own ramen noodles oh. fresh. He has the, the machine in there, which is very cool. But there's a ton of different options beyond ramen, too, if, if you're not in the mood for a hot ramen soup in the middle of summer. But um, yeah. the ramen's great. And then brand, brand new, just opened this past Friday, I think, um, Chopstickers is a dumpling place that uh, originated in Fort Collins and just opened on uh, 16th in California. Just off 16th We have to do that one, Brie. Yeah. I'm a sucker for dumplings. I have to say I'm not super familiar with dumplings just in general, so I would love to explore. Dumplings, noodles, good stuff. 
So we're we're on this downtown lunch. Okay, beat. so we can keep we'll we'll keep a lookout. <laughs> um, folks can check out your work in Westward because, like you said, I mean, I think we're watching it right. We're right. downtown right now. They're digging up the 16th Street Mall, yeah. so yeah. it's going to look a lot differently. But I think also once it's done, we're going to see a lot more things yeah. slide into those vacant spots. Yep. This lunch today really was inspiring. I totally it, it agree brought with you. Pay totally yeah. right. That's I how I like, felt after the first time I went there. I was like, this makes me feel like hopeful. this is the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, we have to get out of the office more often. I know it's dumb. It's dumb how often we Grubhub or DoorDash here <laughs> when we're literally <laughs> around in the, heart the corner. Of downtown. So I'm so <laughs> yeah. glad we had this conversation with you because we're doing a bad job. Meat free. Helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to um, some of Molly's coverage of Little Finch, as well as some links to the other spots that we mentioned. Molly, Peyton, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Delicious. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And here's what else Dead Varites are talking about: the Supreme Court. In an update to a story we brought you a few months ago, it looks like wedding website designer Lori Smith from Littleton has the right to deny her services to same-sex couples, according to a 6-3 ruling last week by the U.S.'s highest court. The Denver Post reports that Justice Neil Gorsuch from Colorado authored the decision, which states that Smith is protected under the First Amendment and that she shouldn't be forced to, quote, say or create messages that she does not believe. And finally, in bummer Casa Bonita news, Local artist Carl Christian Krumpoltz had an illustration he made of the Pink Palace pulled from Etsy after the platform received a copyright infringement complaint from beautiful Opco LLC, a.k.a. Matt Stone and Trey Parker's company that purchased Casa Bonita. The Denver Post reports that at least one other artist has received a cease and desist, so we'll be watching the story as it develops. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed this show, why not take a minute to tell Justice Neil Gorsuch about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. Follow-up question? Why is Chipotle closing Pizzeria Locale a pretty good pizza place? <laughs>